common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night Show. We got a lot to talk about when it comes to the economy on the line for us right now. Charlie Gasparino, when he's not lifting weights, he's uh, speaking the truth and coming on Fox and right here at WABC. Admiring his uh, muscles. He's always posting pictures of himself like pumping iron. I it's cute, that, though. I it's thought cute. that was Chris Cuomo. I'm, am I it's, I, I, You could confuse the two, actually. Charlie, you're admired by the ladies. Just, yeah. That's it's... good. At least somebody likes me. <laughs> We gotta have a little laughs. So the Elon Musk Twitter deal, he's saying it's it's on hold. It's on again, off again. What the heck is going what on? What the heck is going on? Uh you know you know, I don't think anybody knows. And this thing could play out in a lot of weird ways. Um Twitter came out today and said or I read a headline. I shouldn't say I verified this, but I did read a headline that Twitter said that it's not gonna renegotiate the price down from what what uh, Elon initially offered 54 whatever it was 5480 um Elon comes out and says well you know you're there are too many bots and you're you're fudging your user growth numbers obviously if this is where it's going it's going to court now this is where it can get interesting in court what does a judge do when twitter goes and says listen there's no real material adverse um, clause that is being breached here. He's making up the stuff about user growth. Here is our audited user numbers. And he had all the time in the world to, to check this out, and he's only backing out now. And there's written in the, in, the, in the contract that he signed, I mean, he has to, in order to get out of this thing, you've you got to, like, show a certain level of malfeasance on the part of Twitter. Um you know, Musk will say, well, that means this is the user growth, which they'll go back and forth. So then it's up to a judge. And, you know, I was talking to John Coffey about this. John is the um, professor of, of business law at Columbia University. He's one of the smartest guys when it comes to corporate law. He actually practices it. He's not just an academic. He said it's not out of the sort of – it's not out of the range of possibilities that a judge could essentially – get an injunction and could seek an injunction that the Twitter will seek an injunction approved by a federal judge and the ordering that judge ordering Elon to carry through with the initial bid. And if he ignores that, that order, that could put him in jail. Now we know he has a history of ignoring, you know, court orders and regulatory deals that he strikes. I mean, he's known for this. He's known for this with the SEC when he had that consent decree with them over his, um, allegedly fake um, bid to take uh, Twitter private. The SEC sued him for essentially lying to investors. They won, the, or he settled, and he was supposed to keep off Twitter and not attack people on Twitter unless or get his tweets approved by, by the, the board. He, he obviously ignores that. So he has a history of this. And Coffee Reminds me of not, somebody else. Yes, he's very Trumpian when it comes to Twitter. But it was funny, like, Coffee is a pretty sober guy. He raises the possibility that Elon Musk could be thrown in jail if he ignores, you know, if certain things play out a certain way. That's a headline. That's definitely <laughs> that's a If it happens. You want to know wrong. something? If he signed a, a document, an NDA like that, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, they can get rid of Elon Musk that way. Don't have to pay him that billion dollar fee, and just get him off the and get him off his, their backs. Well, 
John, they want him to buy it. I mean, here's the thing. Let's be real clear. This is a crummy business. It, it's bad for private equity because it doesn't generate enough cash flow, right? So private equity generally needs cash flow generating businesses so it can you know, pay off debt or do whatever in private and fix the business and then sell it. This doesn't have that cash flow. Uh, it doesn't have cash flow. Um, it doesn't have a lot of good buyers. Disney doesn't want it because it's bad theoretically for Disney's image. You know, all the crazy people and bots on Twitter, other places have looked at it and walked away. Big tech, I guess Google would, would buy it maybe, but you know, Google can't. You know, the old big tech is sort of out of it because of antitrust. Uh, so there's only like one person that could do this deal, and they need to be sold, and that's Elon. And so. He's kind of got them in a in a position where, yeah, they can they can roll the dice and try to get a federal judge to you know make make him buy this thing. But if that doesn't happen and he walks away, the stock is going down at twenty or fifteen. Nobody's going to buy the thing. Maybe they'll buy it for a song. It, it's it's really you know this is a real interesting game of corporate chess that's going on here. But that, Charlie, it, Charlie, it really no, it really is corporate chess. Well, that's right, Charlie. It's, it's Richard Weinberg. The point is, as you know, there's a fiduciary obligation on the part of the board to right. try to enforce the deal. Therefore, in this game of corporate chess, as you and John just described it, they have to go in, as Coffee has indicated, to get that injunction against him because they can't let him off the hook. They're obligated to do something. And if they don't do get the something. injunction, though, they're well, going to have – this is where it gets interesting. They also have fiduciary responsibility to shareholders. Suppose Elon comes back and says, I'll give you 35, and that's it. Um, or else, um, you know, you didn't get the injunction. I'll pay the, the, the billion-dollar breakup fee. And they might have to take that. I agree. Because they're not going to get 35, in, in this, especially in this market. Well, I, I'm not going to say Elon, 35 is very light. Uh, Elon could come back maybe with 45. Uh, that will make it easier. I think he goes lower. Mm. All right. You might be right. The stock you is trading right. at 38, and we're not even done with the Fed yet. All right. Move on. What, what else do you want to tell the American people? Um, you know, there's a, <laughs> you know, here's the thing that I find interesting. The institutional investors and the, the big hedge fund guys have all capitulated. The only place that hasn't been real capitulation in this market is with retail. And they're either the smartest guys in a room or they're following the, the script that they're not. <laughs> and the script is baked into, you know, you've seen this in per, as other bubbles have burst. You know, institutional smart money gets out real quick. Even in 2000, during the dot-com bubble blowing up, you know, retail stayed, you know, until until they had to bail at the end when NASDAQ – and that caused NASDAQ to totally crash. Remember, I think it went way below 2000. Um, so – It'll be interesting to see if and when retail collapses here. If they do, this market is going down, you know, tremendously from here. Whoa! And, and well, uh, well, if you see retail sales, and maybe mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. maybe I'm crazy or somebody else is crazy, but they're not keeping up with the rate of inflation. So even though it shows they're up a little bit, they should have been up more than a little bit. Right. I was talking. I was talking, John. I was talking about retail investors, though. Okay. I'm uh, talking, but you okay, can, you can draw. You can draw a comparison. When does retail investors, the average guy that's huge in the market with crypto and meme stocks and all this stuff, when do they capitulate? Maybe you do see a sign in retail sales 
because you know that's the average person. Do, uh, are they pulling out of the economy? And then you know that may be the time when they do sell their stocks. My comment is, you. I think you're right. They're starting to get nervous. Yeah. I think you're right. Well, another sign that the economy could be going down the tubes even further is the diesel. Talk of diesel fuel rationing. John, you're the first one well, to bring I'm this up. Well, I'm the one that announced <laughs> it last week. The New York Post had a, uh, a editorial today. What say you about uh, there could be shortages? And they were talking about odd and even. You know, if he goes there with odd and even, Joe Biden, without drilling, he, he's really he really is toast. I mean, then, then the I think Trump could win it and run and win I don't know how the country will will allow that to happen when we have oil here and and you know if he's going to just you know just bow to the environmental lobby and do odd and even while we have oil here. I mean that is he, that that is so sinful. All he has to do is control inflation. Is just open up the spigots in North America. I know. You're right. You're absolutely Charlie right. Charlie Gasparino, thank you so much, and thank you for telling the truth to the American people. And God bless you, and thank God you, bless John. America. Thank you. Appreciate it, John. Thanks, guys. Let's take a break, and when we come back from the break, stay tuned. Uh, there's a, uh, a doctor that uh, that uh, Dr. Peter Michalos has been talking about, uh, Chadwick Prodromos, with stem cell technology. That will make you live for a long time. So if you want to live for a long time, you better not hang up right after this break.